If you think it's complex being a parent, then you're not alone. I remember some years ago when Tony Blair was Prime Minister reading a quote by him which said, I find being a parent more difficult than being Prime Minister. I found that very reassuring. One of the challenges is that children can be very adept at making excuses from a young age. When Barney was three, he went to a nursery school situated right next to where we lived. One day, his teacher came to our door, holding Barney's hand and looking rather worried. She told us that Barney'd got something stuck up his nose, but she wasn't sure what. I was tempted to be furious with him right away, as he and his friend had only the week before pushed some nuts from the garden up their noses. And the school and I had told him how dangerous that was. However, I didn't want to risk him taking a big sniff and the object getting more stuck. So I said nothing and went to get the tweezers. Scylla then proceeded to pull a large brown button out of Barney's nose. At which point I asked Barney very firmly why he'd put it up his nose. His reply was that he hadn't. Then how on earth did it get there, I demanded. To which Barney replied without any hesitation, it sort of fell up my nose. <laughs> Our children's excuses mustn't stop us setting boundaries for their behaviour which is the topic of this session. Through doing so, we help them to make good choices. First of all, we want to look at why we need to set boundaries. Some people think if we ensure our children feel loved, all will be well. There's a proverb in the Bible which goes, those who love their children are careful to discipline them. So setting boundaries is something we do for our children. Love and discipline go together. They're not contradictory. In fact, we do them a disservice if we don't set boundaries, as our children will grow up thinking they can do what they like, when they like, and believe the world revolves around them and their own needs. They'll end up self-centred. The other day I came across something called a toddler's property laws. If I like it, it's mine. If it's in my hand, it's mine. If I saw it first, it's mine. If it looks like mine, it's mine. If you're playing with something and you put it down, it automatically becomes mine. If it's broken, it's yours. <laughs> and time and time again, we have to train them, don't we, not to act in that way. You know, sometimes if we let them act that way as a five-year-old, they'll act that way as a 35-year-old. So all the time, we're trying to teach them the power of boundaries. What's acceptable, what's not acceptable. When a child is taught the difference between kind and selfish behaviour, they're learning lessons for life. They learn to take responsibility for their own actions, which in turn enables them to form healthy relationships. As a teacher, I've taught my students about boundaries and disciplines. For instance, in one uh, football lesson, because they all love football, I've decided to say, OK, and the focus was rules. I took away all the rules and I told them we're going to play for two minutes without rules. And, you know, within seconds, one of the kids was hurt, up looking at me, saying, that was a foul. And I repeat, no rules. And they started to clue on, and they, you know, picked up the ball, and they started running. And they, they ran around the field, and everyone's chasing them, and it got manic. And I sat them down, and I said, right, we're going to play two minutes with rules. And then eventually, when I asked them, question, you know, questioned them and asked them some questions about it, they then realised, actually, it's there to have fun, not just to restrict you from doing what you want. It enables you to be able to play a game and have fun. So that's what I drew out of that lesson, looking at boundaries and discipline, actually. The combination of loving our children unconditionally and putting in appropriate boundaries for their behaviour is foundational for our children's development and for their journey to maturity. Love and boundaries together give our children a healthy respect for authority. Authority is an important and necessary part of life. 
modeling a respect for authority starts with us in the home. The way that we respond to authority, of course, will have a very big impact on how our children respond to authority. So, for example, if we undermine the headmistress at our child's school or the teacher by saying silly things about them and disempowering those figures of authority, of course, that's not going to be teaching our children to respect authority. Children definitely need to, to respect figures of authority, whether it be their parents, whether it be teachers in school, whether it be uh, you know, a police officer on the street, whether it be a shopkeeper, somebody who uh, you know, needs to be respected. But it is important because I think one of the dangers today is possibly because parents aren't instilling that in their children. A lot of children don't respect teachers, don't respect uh, a level of authority in our society, and then that doesn't enable a child well and healthily within that society. As well as teaching our children to have a respect for authority, we also need to let them know that they must speak out if that authority is being abused in any way. Many children today are growing up without an understanding that authority is an important and necessary part of life. And that's making it harder for teachers and other authority figures to impose order. The one thing I'd love parents to do more, actually, is to set boundaries and routines. To have a set routine means that when they come to school, things are a lot easier. I sometimes find as a teacher, I'm like the parent. I'm teaching the, the boundaries, the routines, when to go to lesson, how to get there on time. And at home, sometimes they're not there. And schools and teachers, we can find that very difficult. If young children don't have boundaries, then they're going to find the routines and the structure of school life difficult. They particularly will have difficulty um, listening and, and participating fully within lessons because if they are used to having their own agenda, used to getting their own way, um, if parents are not willing to say no uh, and are uh, allowing children to, to push and to, to follow their own instincts, uh, and that's fine from an experiential point of view to an extent. However, in terms of our, of our social responsibility to work with others, and, and we don't grow up in isolation, we have to grow up within a wider community, those boundaries are, are absolutely essential. Well, our discussion question for you to consider today is, have you tried one of the five love languages in a new way after our exploration of them in the last few days? What happened? Have a good discussion. We'll see you tomorrow.